All right. <clears throat> We're going to talk today about a big one that could be many questions that's really about power um, in the workplace. And Min is going to join in a second. All right. Hi, Min. Hello. How's, uh, it, how's it going? Um, good. I'm finding these like a good daily like moment of pause and reflection, which is really nice. So I'm, <laughs> I'm still waiting for the one where you come out of the curtain behind you. I know, where I pop out. This <laughs> yes. time I, I did another event earlier today. Um, and so I had to uh, to move this blind because apparently I was silhouetted. So you get the benefit <laughs> or the cost of that. All right, what's today? Today we have a really interesting one that I think applies both to early stage companies and later stage companies. And so if I'm a candidate, um, how do I know what I'm worth when it's hard to get comps? Yeah, this is a big one because in a, not in a way. Pay is arguably, if not certainly, the number one form of power in most workplaces. What somebody is paid relative to others, relative to what they could get elsewhere. And I find it's one of these taboo topics. So especially for this one, really invite people if they have questions in the chat or um, want to ask more on Twitter, you know, we'll just start to explore it. And it's not advice because one person's perspective. Um, but I'd say, you know, I, I remember the stinging pain of a story um, we can talk about in the context of being a hiring manager. But when I was a candidate and in my first interview with the person who would become my boss, in City Hall in New York City, that person said, first interview, what do you need to make? And I was kind of not prepared for the question and not prepared for that formulation either, which was about how little I could get away with making. And, you know, I was young, I didn't have much cost, and I threw out a number that was the real answer. And they gave me a tiny bit more than that. And I felt like, A, that was probably fair, and B, that I was a sucker. And I learned from that, um, my number one rule here, which is ask for more, always, always, always ask um, for more than you think that you should. And it's less, people tend to obsess over what number they should ask for. I think it's more about how you ask. So let me give like a way to think about it. The first thing I think is, what am I worth to them? You know, there's not like an easy thing of like, oh, they just hired somebody else to do this. And so it'd be fair for me to get paid what that person gets paid. And of course, across you know, gender, race, other categories, fairness and pay is an essential issue. But what do you do if you don't have a comparable? Um, first thing I, I think within that is, well, what is the value to them of what I'm offering? If I could bring them more revenue or expand on some strategic um, objective that they have, or maybe I'm just like extra legs for something, but having some perspective on what that's worth to them. Second, I think about how hard would it be for them to find somebody else um, for which they um, could, who could do this role if it weren't me. Um, the third thing I think about, especially in the context of a bigger organization where it is usually easier to find comps because there's usually people in similar-ish roles, big organizations have what they call bands, which is like when you're in a level, a certain level, they level people. Um, you know, you can make between X and Y, and in order to preserve fairness, they try to avoid paying outside of that band. Um, so I try to think about that. And then I just try to think about, based on what I know of the organization, what can they afford? And you'd be shocked the information you can find. If you're applying for a role at a nonprofit, you can look up their Form 990 and find out what the CEO and the top few people get paid. 
you know, if it's a big public company, sure, you can find the senior most people that may or may not be relevant. But that, those are some of the things I think about in terms of what am I worth to them. The second thing I think about is with whom am I negotiating? And, you know, specifically, the closer the person is to the top of the organization, the more they internalize the pain that I could solve for them, um, the more I think about, okay, well, they have power and discretion to move. If it's if you're negotiating with a recruiter, try to avoid that because they generally don't have much power. They're just going to relay things and you're going to get left. Um, and so I, I realize I'm not giving numeric answers because it's hard to do in a general situation, but I think about those factors. And there's this typical negotiation advice, which I think often doesn't apply to a pay negotiation. So a few extra notes. Oftentimes in a negotiation, you want the other side to speak first. The hard thing in a situation where both of you are guessing, they're guessing on what you need, you're guessing on what they're willing to pay, um, you can end up with anchoring being a more important phenomenon, meaning, let's say you said, well, what do you want to pay? And then the hiring manager, if it's a company, might go through this lengthy process of talking to people and figuring out and triangulating, and then they give you their carefully crafted response. If it turns out that's in the wrong city, they may not have a lot of room to move. They may have already anchored themselves internally to a number. Um, and so I would say, think of what you think the number is, and then oftentimes think in your head, what's double that number? And I remember a guy who was applying for a job at News Corporation, an executive job, but a kind of a starter executive job, if you will. And I remember he, we said, how much do you want to make? And he said, $400,000 a year. And our like jaws hit the floor because we're like, well, that was maybe by several multiples bigger than this role was thinking. Now, did he get that? No. Did he get a lot more than he would have gotten? Yes. And the reason is he asked big but he asked big and look, I'm setting aside all of the bias of this was a white male um, and that's not an easy thing to set aside. But just to say the idea of asking big, I often find that um, people don't do it. And if you do it, the way to do it is not to say, I insist on X because then they might just say, okay, bye, it's not going to work. But to say, look, I think a price that would be fair is X. I'm open to discussing it if that doesn't seem like the right number to you for some reason. And you give them a golden bridge to retreat across and you can have the conversation. So it's less about the number than about how you ask. And I think, what am I worth to them? Who am I negotiating with? Ask for more. Right. right. Um, I definitely agree with the asking for more because in some ways, recognizing that like, depending on the circumstance, some people feel um, less empowered to ask, but when you can, you totally should, because the worst that can happen is they say no or give you an alternative and it gives you something that it gives you data on what they're maybe thinking. Yeah. Um, um, uh, and I'll just and add on that. Just sorry. One other thing you think people, uh, you were talking about people feeling empowered not to ask. I felt fearful. I can't empathize with everybody and all the different reasons people can feel, feel fearful about asking. But I will say it's a thing that you can get better at with practice. And so don't treat each negotiation as if it's your chance to show that you are the world's greatest deal maker. Practice being a little more aggressive than feels comfortable to you and see how it goes. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you, man. No, right. And I think um, especially because the question was around uh, roles that might be more ambiguous and have fewer comparables. Um, I think turning to probably the closest approximation might be what might this role be at a larger company where you mm, can find those? I love and that. Then, and then depending on the stage of the company and what you believe you are worth um, and your value to the organization at the point in time that you're being hired, um, taking either taking that number or taking whatever you believe is the appropriate percentile of that number, I think is usually a helpful proxy. Yeah. And I'll just say, you know, from the company's perspective or the organization, they're often triangulating by analogy themselves. 
And so if you can find other analogies at big companies, that often helps them. In fact, sometimes the dynamic is the person who you're negotiating with, they're actually on your side and want you to get paid more. And they're trying to get the budget from somewhere else. And so you can arm them with reasons that can help them get um, a much bigger number uh, on your behalf. So I think those are, you know, it's a great point about looking at uh, analogies in other organizations where they're available. And we're also in a world where so much more is out there than used to be. I mean, I remember guessing in the blind dark and now it's not like that. One other thing that many organizations try to discourage is people talking to each other about what they make. You know, I generally think that more employees of organizations or more people who work for organizations, they don't have to be employees, would benefit from organizing around talking to each other more about what they make. Because in discovering that, yeah, there'll be like some sting of jealousy, but they may just discover that, hey, such and such gets paid X. We should all be paid X. And I think that communication is something organizations often discourage at the expense of the people who work for them. Right. And tomorrow will be interesting because we'll talk about the similar question or the same question from the other side. From yeah. the hire, if I'm a hiring manager and hiring for maybe like a general business hire, um, what do I do if they do ask about comp or how do yeah. I approach that conversation? Frequent question we get, you know, when we back founders, because they're often doing their first comp negotiation, pay negotiations. I don't even like the word compensation because it implies you're being compensated for doing something bad. So I try to use pay. Although some jobs, I guess it's compensation. Anyway. <laughs> All right. That's the riff. Um, I will let you go. And thank you, men. And more questions send our way, Twitter and the comments. We see Samarity there. Good to see you. Um, and uh, we'll talk to you soon. Talk to you soon. Bye.